Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Metroplex. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club, our best audience of the entire show, according to all the recent numbers. That has us feeling very, very good. So thanks for turning it on, leaving it on. A Dirks Bentley ticket giveaway to thank you. We want you in the 6 a.m. club to win it during the expressway. So Dirks Bentley ticket giveaway as Sean, RJ, and Bobby back together again. You missed uh, you missed RJ Choppy shaming Peyton <laughs> to give away the Dirks Bentley tickets. He was like, you know, Troy didn't just play a generic sounder. He'd always play the music of the artist we were giving away. Oh. So Peyton had to do it. And he's like, fuck, weird. Dirk's yeah. Bentley. <laughs> Let me go look these guys up. And I did it. He did it. He did it. Yeah, he played. He played he, him getting he drunk it. on a plane. He played it right at the post, too. Good good stuff by Peyton Russell. Did you shave your head? Your uh, lips yeah, are yeah. looking extra red yeah, today. Yeah, I noticed that I yesterday. Know, I didn't say anything about it. Yeah, I thought he was wearing I just, lipstick. I just put Burt's bees on there. That's why. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I did. It's not all the way gone, but it's pretty close. You can see the male pattern baldness setting in. Yeah. But, yeah. No, uh, did you do it or go somewhere? I did it. I typically use a, like a two or a three on the, the setting, and somehow all the middle ones have been lost. So my options were like six, seven, eight, or <laughs> one and a half, one or half. Oh, no. So I got one and a half, and I was like, all right, we're going down, we're going down low here. And so I shaved it Sunday. Okay. That's low. One That's very low. One and a half is yeah. very low. But you get the, this is the nice first couple days where you just get to kind of like rub it every now and then and be like, ah, and like, uh, it's it's like a, a nice comfort thing. Was there any temptation just to go straight up? Yeah. Like, I mean, not, not like with a like razor razor, yeah. but like I was just thinking about putting no guard on there and just going through. As soon as it starts, as soon as I can't wear snapbacks because the hair is like Flapping out yeah. of the snapback. Oh, that's when I go. Okay, I'm shaving my you head. Shave it. You yep. it Your lips are so red. They are it's very red. Bees. It is the Burt's bees. They look plush. Yes. No, I mean, it's the Burt's. They bees. look supple. Mm. They do look supple. It's a it's a different lip. Yes, it's this. Yeah, it's, it's, yes. it looks glossy. High because, speed internet lips. Nope, it looks glossy because my yesterday I was putting this on like all day yesterday. My lips have dried out. So. All right, yesterday on WQAM in Miami, did Jimmy Johnson? Announce that he is back with the Cowboys to help Jerry out. Well, since the Ring of Honor, Jerry and I, man, I'm on his advisory board now. <laughs> I'm talking on the phone. I, I talked to him about an hour after his Green Bay loss, and you know he's talking about what all he needed to do because he's got had big decisions on Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn and Dak Prescott. Uh, so, but everything's hunky dory now. So I'm, I'm back in the fold with the Cowboys. 
that sounds a lot less serious than it may read. That sounds yeah. that sounds a little more jokey yes. there. Like, everything's hunky dory now. We're good to go. We're good we to love go, each man. other. I'm back in the fold. Yeah, I'm gonna start you know handing over uh, ideas and I'm gonna start giving in like all kinds of reports. Right, they're gonna do what I say now. Yeah, when you read it, it definitely reads like legitimate. Like you you don't hear the chuckle or the the you know, sarcasm in there. Yeah. Um, which he's clearly just joking. He's basically saying like, we're on such good speaking terms now. It's almost like I'm one of his top advisors, but I, I think it's significant with a significant part of that to me is Jimmy saying decisions on Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn and Dak Prescott, yes. which means he was thinking of f- potentially firing those two and not doing anything with Dak's contract is what that sounds like to me. Or at least he was getting Jimmy's thoughts on it. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I want to know. Well, I really want to know if Jimmy, you know, would be very close as an advisor. I'm going to doubt that they are going to consistently talk. But I'm just kind of curious as to what Jimmy Johnson said. If I had to guess on the three topics, if you had to guess on McCarthy, on Dak, um, and then I don't even know about Quinn, but just his general thoughts on the Cowboys – we remember the halftime speech. Peyton, you probably have to go pull it up. When Jimmy went off at halftime on Fox after what was happening against the Packers, I know that Jimmy talked about you got to get tougher, right? And the Cowboys have said that. We've heard, we've heard a lot of linebacker and defensive tackle talk this offseason. A lot of toughness, getting better at those positions behind the defensive line. Um, about McCarthy, I don't know if he's a McCarthy guy, so much. Mm-hmm. I would I would guess that he kind of leaned towards g- going away from McCarthy. And then I don't know about Dak. Just as a refresher, this was Jimmy going off as they were getting humiliated. But I'll just say this. Every single one of you, you know how hard we've worked. I don't need to have people pointing the fingers one thing or another. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. We can win the game. We're going to open it up. We're going to go fast tempo. Defense, get after Jordan Love. You can't give him that much time. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. So I don't know what he said, but I'd be curious to know. Because I know he's a Belichick guy. He's in love with Bill. Mm. I don't know how he feels about McCarthy and now Dak. Yeah, I mean, knowing Bill was out there or going to be out there and, and knowing in all likelihood Bill was probably interested in this job, I would guess Jimmy would have been doing him a solid and trying to play wingman is what I would guess he was doing. But I mean, he's spoken positively about Mike McCarthy before he's drawn the the comparison that choppy has before where he goes, Sean Payton, Mike McCarthy, they're the same coach that if you look at him, the same coach, he said that, you know, in interviews before. And so I, I think that he is positive with McCarthy. Every time I've seen him and McCarthy on the sidelines before games, they're, they're friendly. They chatted up. So, but I, I would guess he was looking out for Belichick on, on, that front but I think he's probably disgusted as well as when he you hear how disgusted is with that performance I think he's got to be disgusted with you were overseeing this can you imagine if there was like a decision that we found out about that Jimmy suggested there was a key big decision Mm. that Jerry then made and then they won the championship so Jerry finally escaping Jimmy and disrespecting him for the ring of honor all these years Led to a title, and Jimmy gets the credit again. Is this? <laughs> oh, it's never gonna happen. This is. I mean, look. This. If you wanted a, let's yeah, imagine that, though that would that would finish with Jerry's. Take. Jimmy goes on Fox, right? Like at, at during the middle of the year or before the playoffs, and he's like, 
I told Jerry I told Jones to do this, and like it was like their big X factor decision, and Jimmy ends up getting yeah. credit again. And, and then it's the close up; They're, they start zooming in on Jerry's face with the curb music at the end. That that's exactly <laughs> what it would be. Boy, Sarah hates that music. I was, I was watching Curb yesterday. Oh God, she's like she 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 went in the bedroom, closed the door, and said, "Let me know when that stupid show's off," because the music they play throughout the entire show. Drove her nuts. That could be grounds for separation. Well, I mean, at least to that, or I'm going to have to watch it when she's not home. Does she hate Seinfeld? No. She likes Seinfeld. But she doesn't like her. No, she finds it very annoying. Interesting. Yes, very annoying. Okay. Um, Boy, I'll tell you, though, if this if this isn't the definition, I mean, the absolute <laughs> textbook definition of the old boys club with these two. Jerry loves those conversations. He loves he having does. those big, long conversations. Yeah, let's 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 get let's get let's get somebody in here I've known since the forties, uh, and let's just talk about it. whatever he says. I'm going to go. That is that is the definition of the old boys club. <laughs> He's this is so messed up that I I default to this thinking, or it even pops into my head. But as we're sitting here talking about this and and this phone call, I sit here and think like, boy, to be a fly on the wall, man, right? Like, I mean, that that'd be so interesting. I sit there and think. You think, you think Jerry put the phone on speaker for it and had the Netflix crew over his shoulder of uh, Jimmy? I I, I got to get your thoughts here. Right. What, what do you think I should do about Mike McCarthy, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get to some of the Micah Parsons drama. Did you guys first talk about the autographs in the airport? Yes, we talked about that on Friday. Mm-hmm. All right. What was your What was your take on that? I mean, generally, I just there's if you're an adult, like to me, if you're an adult, it gets obvious that. You're there to make money off it, or not obvious, but much more likely. Like I don't have a problem with Micah telling those people to to, to take a walk. I don't have a problem with that. They they they're autograph hounds. They knew what gate he was going to be at. They were tipped off. Like they're pros, is what that says to me. And so, I I think you can feel that way. Don't tweet it. Is yeah, what right. I would say. Don't tweet and it. and there's a loss for Micah optics wise. Fantex was about sixty forty trashing him for it. And Bart Scott. Talking about that and many other Micah Parsons issues that Micah has been vocal about through his podcast. And this may be the only time you as a Tolo love what the former linebacker had to say on ESPN. Is he a great player? Yes. But just because you're a great player don't mean you're a great leader. He needs to go to a leadership school and learn how to lead by example and quit talking so much and being so damn sensitive. You're a linebacker. That's supposed to be a tough guy spot. He's the most sensitive guy I've ever seen. He responds to everything. Get off of social media. Quit tweeting. Quit talking about responding and go about your business, man. That's how you change the culture. That's why Emmett Smith came out and had something to say. That was directly to you, bro. So instead of responding to what uh, Lauren said, respond to what Emmett Smith said and maybe sit down with guys that know what winning is about in this league. Woo! Woo! Right. Bart Scott. I'll give him an applause. Ooh. We don't do that very often when it comes to Bart Scott here on this show. Dude, this is, I mean, he's right, though, because I remember, you remember Micah at the end of the year when he was giving that interview after the game, and he says, for all you non-believers, disrespect us, talk crap about the defense. We're the third best defense Stop in the it. league. All we hear about is, yes. yeah, that's, uh, oh, wait, no, that was Bart Scott, Bart Scott doing that with the Jets, being super sensitive right after a game before he held can't wait. I uh, agree, Mike has some sensitivity, but that is not the guy to deliver the message in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, see, I, I hate that. I don't, I don't care for that. Don't Why? For that. Why don't you care you for don't that? Ha- you don't have to be, uh, Kellen Moore does not have to be a good quarterback to be a good offensive coordinator. You're taking the same approach that he has to be, he has to have never 
been sensitive in order to call somebody sensitive. No, 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 no. But it would be the same as if I was like, Chop, you've got a real problem being a troll on the air. And you need to stop. Like, <laughs> like, 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 I personally, look, I just say that as somebody who, who, who is very level in their approach, I think that you've really got to pull this back. I think it's affecting your personal relationships. If I'm a raging alcoholic uh-huh. and I tell my kids not to drink, that's not hypocritical. It's parenting. Okay, there's a difference. That is learn from my mistakes. Bart Scott is not saying I was a sensitive P one time too. That's not what he's saying. He's saying supposed to be a tough guy position like me. And he's not. That's what he's that's where it's hypocritical. I don't know, man. That was one of the all time great lines ever. That interview with Sal Pal, that post game interview. Yeah, and weren't that was before they were about to play what game? That was a playoff game. They, 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 they were headed to the AFC title okay, game. Okay, so they that, just won it. That they context is important, too. It's kind of like... <laughs> it was on know. the field after they beat the Patriots. Yeah, it was but, like, it's, but it's rabbit ears. It clearly shows he had rabbit ears. Everybody's talking crap about our defense. Well, speaking of leaders, normally that's Tank Lawrence on the Cowboys defense. And Micah, uh, this was a lot of stuff from the Stephen A. Smith podcast when he sat down with him, I believe, in Vegas. And he was asked about Tank. This is Jason Kidd's Tank Lawrence moment. Nobody's dying. Tank Lawrence said the Cowboys, they were just burnt out. Micah, what do you think about that? That's not a good enough reason or excuse to say that publicly. If you said it to someone else, you know what I'm saying? One-on-one, you know what I'm saying? Cameras off, sure, be my guest. But when I feel like once that regular season ends and they get in the playoff, you're supposed to get rejuvenated. Like, this is a whole new me, whole new you. Like, we need to get ready. And that's part of that culture stuff where I was talking about where I where I want to dive into the players that we got to change. Like, you should never go into a game like I'm tired, like I'm ready, like I'm ready to go home. Because that's exactly going to happen, and it did happen. I'm coming to the game every week like, man, I got four more weeks left. I don't know what y'all got, but I got four more weeks left. Like, that's part of the culture and identity that I just feel like we're missing. Like, that wow. I would like – that's just something like I don't agree with at all. Like – Regular season, all right, yeah, I'm tired. Like, I'm wore out. But as soon as playoffs hit, knowing how limited and how hard it is to win in playoff games, I would not I wouldn't, I would never say I'm tired or I, I feel fatigued because that's my job to not feel that way. Wow. Mm. Wow. All right. That was kind of uh, pointed. Di- yes. Directly opposite of Tank. That. And, and I'm trying. I don't want to misquote it Peyton like right in the middle of that he says something about Demarcus Lawrence or or when he's talking about that's what I'm talking about when I say the guys we've got to change is he saying that like Demarcus Lawrence is one of these guys we got to change this is one of the the bad actors we got to get out of here or is he just saying that type of attitude uh that D-Law is sharing or or perspective he's sharing I want to get rid of that from guys who are who live that way, whereas Tank was just saying, I don't know. It's it's really hard to escape that as anything other than Micah directly calling out Demarcus Lawrence. This is the culture I'm talking about. Mm. This is the issues that I'm talking about. Can you stop tapping yeah, your pen? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing over there? It's I'm tapping my Burt's bees. You getting really worked up? You getting excited for that that hot take that you just had? I'm just I, I'm Bobby very Bell reporting Micah see. versus Tank tension. <laughs> tension. Andre on social media, go ahead and clip that and have that out there. Oh yeah, that, that's what we'll get next. We'll get the, the the quote there. But no, I I think that that's a that is a not so veiled shot at. Yeah. I completely disapprove of what Demarcus Lawrence said. All right, do we have to worry about Luca's BFF and RJ Choppy fixes the NBA with I think some absolute brilliance? Oh, thank you. That's next here on 105.3 The Fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I know that you most likely do not care about the NBA All-Star game. Uh, I just think it's a kind of an interesting topic to figure out how we can fix it. Not that you're dying to watch it. Um, but we did this with the Pro Bowl all the time. It's like, okay, whatever. But just if you were going to fix it, what are some fun, cool, creative ideas? As everyone was talking about Adam Silver's disgust in the post mm. of saying, congrats, East, you set a record. Wow. Well. <laughs> well, well, so congratulations on that. And Adam Silver, basically, people are trying to say he looks like an idiot. Uh, he looks embarrassed, I should say. Because the night before, he's like, I think we're going to get a competitive game. We're going to make it East versus West again. We're yeah. going to go ahead and do that. That'll, that'll, really, that'll really inspire a lot of 100% effort out on the floor. But I think, RJ, you came up with two very, two out of three. Two out of three. Very, very good and creative ideas. Well, Meatloaf said two out of three ain't bad. Um, and I will. <laughs> well, you you're... actually knew words. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, you have to know the words to that song. So, But I won't. Dunk that. Yeah. Uh, effort is the big thing, right? Effort's the big word that everybody is using. All right, well, let's, let's, let's find a way to, to create, to manufacture effort. And let me give you some of the explanations. By the way, yesterday when y'all talked about this, mm-hmm. the fan text ratio of I don't care, who cares, or just trying to come up with some ideas. Like, how, is, how out is everyone on this? Everybody thinks it sucks. Yeah. And everybody's just kind of like beyond repair. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? I think kids liked it. Okay. I think kids enjoyed it. Anthony Davis said the best moment was the Bulls and Pacers dunkers between the third and the fourth quarters. They were very, very impressive. Um, and, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis were saying, look, you do have to weigh the injury thing, right? What are we all saying if they play hard and Luka Doncic gets hurt and banged up for the second half of the Mavs season? Then Anthony Edwards says, look, this is a break. It's the all-star break. It's fun. So I don't think anyone wants to come here and compete if it's a break. And Jalen Brown said, 
look, uh, you know, I, I think it's a discussion and we have more solutions to be had. And Kobe, there's an old clip circulating of Kobe who was like, look, uh, you don't have to go 100% all out for this, but can you make it semi-serious, yeah. like just a little bit versus what, 400 points being scored in the actual game? So those were the perspectives from some of the stars. What do you got? All right, so the effort was the main issue. All right, so let's manufacture effort. And look, the first thing I thought of is he said, let's, you know, let's return it to East versus West. Let's truly make it East versus West. Yeah. All right, let's make it USA versus the world. Yeah. And I, I think there's a growing sentiment among NBA players. And this is coming from like Gilbert Arenas' podcast when Draymond, Draymond's basically targeting the Euros when he, when he basically goes nuts. And I think it was Gilbert that was like, dude, he just goes up to Euros. Yeah, Gilbert usually just targeted his teammates. Right. <laughs> but I think there's a resentment among current and American-born NBA players that resent that Europeans have kind of taken over the game. Mm. I think that would light a fire. And you could say, well, we already have this at the Olympics and everything, dream teams, blah, blah, blah. I think that that would yeah. light a fire under the Americans. I think, I, the think Euro so. I think the Euros would start off kind of beating them. And then the Americans... I think we'll get a little butthurt about it and hopefully inspire some effort and yeah, energy. Look, and and then and, and look, the, the NBA will never do this because this will turn into a black versus white game. Let's be fair, it will. And the NBA will never do that. Um the Euros thing, Euro right, versus US. Right, you know, Euro, Euros versus US. And yeah. it just and then they'll never they'll never go down that road. It's and called I, the Magic versus Bird inaugural. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like I mean, look, you want you want to have a competitive game like the Americans, I do believe, will take a sense of pride in like, hey, y'all, you, this ain't your old, y'all's game. Yeah. Like, you, you may take over it someday, but 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 it's still our game. And I think it's going to be I think it would be physical. I like that. I think it would be as physical as you could possibly ask for. I like it. And the, look now, the only way I think they don't say yes to it is if they're if the NBA is 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 scared to admit that it is the Europeans game. Because, I mean, look, Joker, Giannis, Luka. I mean, find me three American-born players that are that are better than those three. And, by the way, I would pick the Euros in that game. You I just, think especially, you're right. Initially, like, they're, they they may play. You they, know, we they, see it in the international game. Like, yeah. the, just the way they play with the passing and the sharing and all that stuff. Uh, you see some of these countries that you think have no business beat us or still right. compete. So, that's one idea. That's one idea. Um, number two. There's 12 teams in the roster. Make eight teams, get eight captains, all voted on by uh, the fans. Yeah. And then they play a three-on-three half-court game. I love this. And it's a bracket style. College basketball, elite eight, bracket style. Yeah. Winner stays, you know, or winner moves on, loser goes home. You can have a loser's bracket if you want to, right? You can have a loser's bracket down there, and then yeah. you can meet in the finals. I love this because, in my opinion, and I've given a lot of credit to the NFL for the flag football Pro Bowl changes. Um, now, it's not going to be completely serious, but in crunch time moments, it will come down to, all right, you're defending that guy. It's one-on-one. -on -one. And I think when you minimize numbers, when you make it from five to three, it puts more of a spotlight on your performance and effort. So, yeah. I, I, and I, half court, too. And half court. You, know, there's, you don't loaf on defense on half court. I mean, yeah. you, if you do, it's like, boy, you really, that's like something I would do. All right, you, you don't have to. I mean, there's, 
you don't have to get back on D. You're there. You're already on D. Yeah, exactly. You just turn around to the three-point yeah. line and go, okay. <laughs> so that's, I, I like that. Yeah, and, and I think half court is easy to follow. We've all played it. Uh, it's fun. There's a, there's a hooping-up element to it. There's a street ball element to it. It goes. It brings us back to our youth. Yep. I think half court, uh, you know, eight teams of three. Yes. Bringing a bracket style. People love to see brackets anyway. Do I it think. to like seven. That's that's a le- yeah. I think that's and I I don't these suggestions that we'll have for stuff like this. A lot of this can be seems like stuff that would probably be impossible for the league to get on board with. I think this is. I don't one, think it's impossible. I think they know. No, it's no, like I know. That's an, what I'm saying. Epic fail. This one, I think they could get on board with. Like I think they could go. Okay, this is reasonable enough. We've already seen the NFL go flag. We can do three on three. It's the same sort of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then finally, I, I, I add Micah Parsons to the game. <laughs> uh, you want players to play hard, let them have something to lose. And nobody would have anything more to lose than a professional athlete losing to somebody that's not in their craft. And Micah Parsons, holy cow, he just back you down. Do you imagine him on the block with the bead uh, there? Yeah, he'd get muscle him down. Yeah, he gets smoked. He might. He might. <laughs> but he wouldn't be fatigued. But he would we not be that. fatigued. There you go. So an NFL edge rusher. But no, the first two really are the serious ones. And then Stephen A. Smith says, just get rid of the dunk contest. Like when Sabrina versus Steph is the highlight of the entire weekend. And I think RJ is actually going to defend the king after Stephen A. went after him. Let me go to the slam dunk contest. Now, this is where I blame your boy, LeBron James, Shannon Sharp. Not for the All-Star game, but for the slam dunk contest. He's never participated. He is the only superstar above the rim superstar in the history of the game who did not participate in the all in the slam dunk contest. I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about the decision that he's made over the years. And what that has done is provoked a lot of cats on to come up to not participate in the slam dunk contest either. And now we've got a G leaguer who is a back to back slam dunk champion. Props to Jalen Brown for participating, not caring about what people were going to say or how it looked. He went out there and he competed because you need names in the slam dunk contest. And I applaud him in every way imaginable for participating. I, yeah, I, I just think this is like you're trying to blame LeBron for, for all the ills of the world. Um, you know, it's like, are we going to make it? Everybody since him didn't get in this because of him. I mean, yeah, you know, you don't see this. Aaron Judge used to be in the home run derby every year. He did it once. Like, you know, the Shohei Otani, we're going to kill Shohei for not getting the home run derby. I mean, there's there's plenty of other guys. If your sport, if it's not, if it's not either like the top guy or then the bottom guys, there's plenty of in between. There's plenty of guys in between that could have gotten in on this. They did not get in on it because LeBron. How many of the rookies this year have any idea that LeBron was not in the dunk contest in 03. They weren't even born yet. Here's the only thing I'd say about it, is that in 03, 04, 05, like, like back when LeBron was sure, really, cool. really high cool. approval ratings, yeah. there was no reason for people. LeBron, this was one of the first things LeBron took a ton of heat for, you know, around the league, was the idea of, like, why are you not yeah. doing this? Like, you kind of owe fans this you kind of owe the nba this you need to participate in this at least one time i thought it was chicken i thought it was chicken i don't know we can blame him for everything i I don't think we can blame him for it but i do think that like started the trend this it did start the trend and i think it's something that at the time it's not it's not just a look back like well this is you know revisionist history because we hate lebron now or something like that i think people were upset with lebron at the time when he had really high approval marks did you guys get uncomfortable whatsoever with all the luca joker love 
yep. back and forth, as I've been saying for <laughs> years on this show, that they will eventually uh, play together. Joker, Bobby found the clip this morning. He was asked about teaming up, and he said, I don't want to leave Denver. If Luka gets pissed off in Dallas, he can come. He'd be open to teaming up, but only on the Nuggets. And then Luka's doing his media availability, and, and Joker just walks up and pours some water down his back. Mm. He curses in Slovenian. Back oh, and forth yeah. highlight. Where the ball didn't touch the ground. They just, they're, they're, they're best of friends. It does have this feeling right now of the same sort of thing of like LeBron and Dwayne Wade or something else where it's like it feels like they will team up at some point. You hope it's here and you hope it if, if it's not here, you hope it's something where it's like later in their careers they're able to, to you know, make it work if that's what they want to do. But it does give you a sense of unease because we've always said when we talk about Luca's recruiting or trying to build something his options are a little more narrow. He didn't come up in the AAU circuit like a lot of these guys where they've known each other since they were, you know, in middle school or high school. This is one of the guys that he does know. This is the biggest threat to him saying, I'll leave. I'll go leave to go play with that guy. It's a threat. It's a threat that you got to listen to. Um, You know, and and I think both, obviously both cities would have to fear that, uh, that their guy would leave. I mean, they're, they're not, neither city is, is LA. You know, like if you're not LA, I think, if you're in L.A. or Miami, I think you absolutely have to fear your your, your star player leaving at some point. 877-881-1053 is the truckwork.com text line to hit us up here on DFW Sports Station. Let's see, Spieth Island tweeted, Luka, Joker, Embiid, Giannis, SGA. Top five MVP race, all are foreign-born. Okay. SGA is Canada, right? You remember? Yeah. Mike Bassick had come in to us during crosstalk last year at one point. He's like, I don't think we're ever going to see another American-born player win the MVP because of the way that AAU style is. They come up in basically ISO ball, and they don't learn the game. And in the European style, they all learn team game. BR said, do they still do winner of all-star game gets home home court in the finals? They never did that. <laughs> that was baseball. They never did that for, uh, for the NBA, BR, and that would not change anything. No, it wouldn't change. Home court doesn't mean what it used to. Um they changed the two three two format. That meant something. I just think. have a heel. Throw a, a, have a heel out of the five starters. Just make Dylan Brooks one on one team. Pat Bev on another. Something like that. Just like uh, grab random guys to be heels in the game. Did the Rangers botch the Corey Seager injury? And how big of a bullet did we dodge when it comes to this star who Texas wanted very badly? Little Diamond Cavs on the home of the Rangers with the boys in spring training. We'll talk about it on the home of the World Series champs right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Cash-strapped age and injury. The start of your World Series defense on the home of the Rangers. It's Sean, RJ, and Bobby, along with Peyton and Rai Rai in the back. We're live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Of course, in case you missed the news, Josh Young is expected to miss three weeks with a strained calf. And now, Roberto, we got a Corey Seager update. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe maybe it's reading too much into it. Maybe we're we're reading too much, or, or I'm going to read too much into what Corey Seager had to say yesterday when he sat down with the media. First chance that he's had to talk to them since his sports hernia became public. It was something that you know came out right after I think whatever awards thing they had done where Seager had spoke to the media. So nobody's gotten a chance to talk to him before this. So he sat down yesterday and spoke with reporters about the injury, about the surgery, and this is cut seven. He was asked just generally how he's feeling and and getting ready after the surgery. All right, moving along, you know, uh, had the two week the other day and got cleared to start incline walking and riding bikes and stuff. So it's positive. Are you, you anticipate opening day is uh, happening? I have no idea. Yeah, I would like to say yes, but I don't know how it, I try not to know what's next. I always wait for them to tell me what I can do. Sounds a little less positive yeah. than than what Chris Young had said about it. Uh, sounds a little more like he's not certain that he'll be ready, whereas Chris Young seemed to say, like, probably. It is At least that's the vibe I got from Chris Young when he spoke about it. The interesting thing here was the idea of when did this happen. He was a little vague about when it happened because people were like, so this happened during the postseason? Yeah. And he was like, no, it was during the regular season. And so they're like, okay, you're playing with this. When was it? And he's like, just sometime during the regular season. He just wouldn't say when it was. Uh, oh, but- he's been instructed to not say when it was, I'm sure, right? Probably is what I'm guessing. That's what I'm guessing from that. So he was asked about waiting for the injury and and why he didn't get surgery sooner. And this is the really interesting comment where Corey Seager talks about the management of the injury. It just never got better. Probably partially a little bit of mine too, right? Thinking it's going to just heal eventually. And it's just really unfortunate. Yeah, definitely not happy with the situation. No, it was just a lot of communication. A lot of, I was told it was going to kind of heal and just never did. Never felt better. And just kind of came to, you know, it's better to miss potentially a little bit in the beginning than miss eight weeks in the season and just kind of got it re-looked at and just made the decision. as simple as that, you know. So my question is, why didn't you just take the, the aggressive approach earlier and just say, hey, let's deal with this now. Let's not even risk any time that you may miss. Let's go ahead and get surgery now. Because he sounds where he says... He was not, nobody had ever placed any blame on Texas or anything else. Yeah. And Corey Seager said, probably a little bit of my fault too, Yeah, is what he said. This sounds like a Shaquille O'Neal offseason injury issue 
Where and Bassick just texted. Here we go. We're talking. Right, we said, go. Hi. We're talking baseball, Rangers, and he That's had to right, baby. get his Dak shot in there. So good morning, Mikey. Um, Shaq would put off off-season surgery until like right before training camp. Oh yeah, so he could miss the beginning yeah. of the regulars. This is part of what like finally pushed Kobe over the edge and got Shaq sent out of town or broke up, you know, the Lakers, uh, where Shaq would just. They're like, why didn't you get the surgery early on? You could rehab it in the middle of your offseason, and then you are ready to go when camp starts at the beginning of the year. And he's like, playoffs matter. This is about the postseason. I'll be ready to go when it matters, when it starts. Home court doesn't matter. We'll beat the Queens. We'll beat the Sacramento Queens. <laughs> and that's how. And, and that's what I thought of here with this Corey Seager thing. He was – clearly this injury happened last year when they were playing games. Mm-hmm. So why wasn't it addressed and fixed sooner? So – that's how I, I think a a look at it, like a look at the facts would say that way. I think when you hear Corey Seager actually talk about it, to me that sounds like he's frustrated that it was not dealt with earlier. Like he said, I was told it was going to heal, never did. And he's like, so eventually we had to get surgery. He says a lot of different things. They're definitely not happy about it. And he goes, but guess it's better to you know miss time early in the season than to miss some in the middle. To me, it sounds like there's just some frustration on his part. Because like I said, he throws in there, he goes, probably a little bit on my end too. And it's like, well, nobody had suggested that it was Texas. That sounds like you think that there's at least other factors at play or you feel like there's other responsibility at play. It's just he's he sounded and looked yesterday to me like he wasn't totally, like when you see the video of it too, looked like he was not totally thrilled with the situation. What would you be happy with record-wise or what is reasonable for the Rangers record-wise at the All-Star break? With all these, oh with all these issues and second-half hope coming off of your... IL. All right, the All-Star would be at what, about 90 games, 85, 90 games? That's what I'm looking if at. If it's the right NBA, now. it'd be like 140. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, you know, if they're, I mean, honestly, if they're like 55 and 45 after 90 games. They were, what were they at the All-Star break last year? They were 52 and 39. At the All Star break last year, if they were, yeah, I was like, if they're ten over with all this I mean, stuff yeah, happening, that's only thirteen, right? Last year, that was a much better start, yeah, or a great I, start, yeah. I'd say somewhere in in, in I that think one. ten over would be too optimistic. Forty eight and forty two, somewhere around there, five six games over five hundred. Why are we even talking? I forgot. Come on. My bad. The it is yes. six forty. Baseball expert on the show, the one who was in front of everyone else predicting the Rangers' success is Peyton Russell. I would guess with the injuries and, and you know with Josh Young, Corey Seager maybe not be ready by opening day. I would I would say anything over 500 would be a success in my mind. Just, just to not be too you know thinking about too much, just being realistic. Anything over 500 is a, a success right now at, at the All Star break. I mean, look, they're still a good team, man. Like they're still a really good team. They, yeah, they've got some injuries, obviously, and there's going to be a a natural. I assume. I assume let down to start, like just a you're trying to get back in. I mean, look, the last team, last games this team played, I mean, they had the ultimate motivation, the ultimate energy. Now you got to wake up and you got to roll out of bed, and it's like, oh man, we got well, 162 of these things to go before we get back to where we want to be. Like, the, like everything has changed for this team, everything, expectations, everything. The national baseball story has to do with a Ranger target in Anthony Rendon, who I never wanted around here with some of these numbers, but. Remember, he talked about this months ago. Well, it's resurfacing because everyone's showing up to camp and they're doing their interviews. Rendon repeated how baseball 
has never been a top priority. RJ Choppy, credit to you because one of the rules on this show, we don't just read it. We record it to listen to it to see if it sounds as bad as it looks. My enthusiasm has been the same since I got drafted, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was actually deleting old emails because um, my storage is getting to my maximum in my in my my email. And so I've been going back, deleting old emails, and I'm looking at, and I emailed myself a pros and cons of why I wanted to stay in the game. This was in 2014. And so my thought process of the game has not changed since then. And, your, I, and I'll keep making it this long. <laughs> how does your pro and con list today compare to what it was like 10 years ago? It's a lot different. Um, I'm married. I have four kids. My priorities have changed since I was um, in my early 20s. So definitely my perspective on baseball has been more skewed. Is it still a top priority for you, though? It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, my faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at <laughs> seven in the morning or whatever time <laughs> it is. So, Did you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have answered your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you technically answered it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I. I <laughs> The part where he says it's like it's not my top priority, like it reads way, way worse than it than it than it than it sounds because he's like, yeah. especially if you're seeing it. There's the visual side of this because he's like he's kind of smiling the entire time. But well, you haven't played more than 58 games in any of the years you've been with the Angels. I mean, that just it sounds like something that you just don't want to say, even if it doesn't <laughs> sound the way it reads. Yeah, he's smart in saying this in the midst of a seven-year, $245 million deal that he signed in December 2019. Very smart. Look, this is a life conversation, right? Um, Is your job your top priority? How many people around you that you're working with don't have the job as their top priority? Uh, Would this matter if uh, Garrett Cole said it? He's like, I don't love baseball. We talked to Jamal Lewis about this at the Super Bowl, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Does, does this matter if you're healthy, thriving, and dominating? Or we're just going to pick on it a lot more because you're banged up and been an angel disappointment? Best player in basketball is Joker. Jokic. Hates basketball. His quote last year after the finals, basketball is not the main thing in my life and it's probably never going to be. Oh. He, he likes, Gian, Giannis he, has said similar yeah. things. He'd rather play, he'd rather watch his horses race. You remember yeah. Wembenyama, he had, he had that interview with Redick before the draft where he's like, look, if I fail at basketball... That's not going to matter to me because I know who I am as a person. I'm secure who I like. And it's funny. The Guardian had wrote about this right after the finals and before the Wembenyama or, or right after the Wembenyama interview where they had said like, ah, Euro superstars are showing, you know, to American superstars that you can have a balance in your life. You don't have to be Jordan or Kobe and say, this is everything and all my relationships be damned. Yeah. And so it's. I think it's only because Rendon has been a flop. Yeah, that's why it's being killed. If he's out there playing like Otani or something like that, if Otani says this, nobody cares. I don't think. What you got to know is when I'm sitting down with you, like, are you still giving max effort every day to prepare yeah. and play? Right. That's, that, the, that's, that's what key. I need to. That's know. That's the key. Like, you, you, there, you don't have to love your job to be good at it or right. to give good effort. Like, right. you don't have to. There are plenty of people out there who go to work every day, who absolutely hate what they do. David Irving hated football. David Irving, that reflected it in his work ethic. 
And the and the yeah. Cowboys knew it. They were like, he didn't. If he tried, if he cared a little bit, if he gave effort, it would it would make all the difference. So that is what you have to kind of figure out. Is that I don't think anybody doubts that Jokic or Giannis are giving the effort and putting in the work. Right. They're doing good work. It's just to them when they clock out, they're done. It's also hard to for a, for a nine to fiver, uh, you know, who's a plumber. Uh, or somebody working in a cubicle, yeah. To like be like, dude, you you hate playing baseball, yeah. Like, that's hard. It's hard, and you're making you're getting paid two hundred fifty million dollars. It's hard for them to relate to that. This is probably worse optics than Micah getting ticked off at the autograph seekers. This is worse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because people so. are like, all right, leave them alone, you mm-hmm. money grubbers. You're just trying to be opportunists. Uh, and this is, oh, I would kill to be in your position. I would kill. You're complaining about playing baseball, making millions. Millions, boohoo. One of the things we hear all the time uh, when people reflect back on Josh Hamilton is like the effort and how much was he really committed to it versus how much was he just a natural. And when he won an MVP in 2010, we didn't hear about that. When he struggled when he got to the Angels, we heard about it and that became a topic. And so I think it's results oriented. As long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, nobody's going to care. All right. Who are the NFL cut candidates? Jerry's all in. So we're going to be monitoring the waiver wire, the NFL cut candidates for the Cowboys to pick up. Who could be tagged? Rick Patino going off again. And a Dirk Bentley ticket giveaway for you in the 6 a.m. club. That's next on Sean, RJ, and Bobby, 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.